added a lot of offensive weapons this year. You know, Kadarius Toney, uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, John Ross. They added Kyle Rudolph. So many different additions. But with the Cowboys, too, they're getting Dak Prescott back. And they've spent pretty much their entire draft on defense. Um, so they they did try and get better over there as well. And then you mentioned Washington has as good of a defensive front as anybody in the league. And it's going to be kind of unpredictable to see what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. And, and you know, we don't necessarily know exactly what the Eagles have in Jalen Hurts and, and that team. So for me, I, I could see any of those teams winning. I'd be surprised if the Eagles won it. Um, but I, I, I think that's the most unpredictable. And, and what you guys were saying about, uh, what is it, the NFC West with the Cardinals yeah. and the the Seahawks, the Rams, and the um, 49ers. Absolutely that, loaded. I, I would completely agree. That's the best division in, in football right now. I mean, every team has a quarterback that they truly believe in, uh, which is which is rare. And um, I think it's unpredictable to see who wins that, but I think it is one of those divisions where you know it's going to be a bloodbath and you know that all those teams are going to be competitive. Um, and, and yeah, I, I have to agree. I think that's the best division. I, I think the NFC uh, East, as we mentioned, is the most unpredictable. And with, with, uh, with the Packers in that, in that North division, uh, I do think the Lions will be a, a little bit better this year. Um, the Bears obviously added Justin Fields, so that's going to be an interesting wrinkle to add into that division. And, and he just signed and his rookie Vikings, deal yesterday, too. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how effective he's going to be, but the Bears loved him. And uh, Didn't I, I Matt think Nagy was, was saying, wasn't he saying stuff that Andy Dalton's going to be the starter week one, something like that? Has that changed? I, I could see that happening, uh, right? Because, I mean, but I could also see Justin Fields just outright I would let winning Fields that battle in camp. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I would but, let him lose right from the, the, right from the jet. I, I mean, Ohio State, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because we never really see quarterbacks that are, you know, make it in the NFL from Ohio State, but. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's that was extremely, extremely good in college and, and is projectable at the NFL level. So yeah, I, I, that's going to be really interesting to watch. And then the Vikings, as, as you guys have mentioned, I mean, you know, it's it's Kirk Cousins, it's Kirk Cousins, but all those weapons on offense, and if they can get that defense in order, uh, that could be a dangerous team. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see. And, and obviously, all the divisions are interesting. The, the Patriots got all uh, a whole lot better, I think that division might be one of the better ones. I mean, the Dolphins yeah. are still really solid. The The Bills obviously won the division last year. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, uh, they added guys in the draft. And and the Jets, I mean, ask any Jets fan. They're, they're excited about this season with, with Zach Wilson. I don't know if they expect to make the playoffs, but we've seen crazier things happen. So I, I completely agree with you guys. I, I think those divisions are, are definitely ones to watch. Um, and and it, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, that's going to instantly become a favorite, right? For yeah, sure. I would think so too. Um, I think it's interesting when you bring up the AFC East, um, the Bills are just, I, they've easily just, their story, you know, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen have been, you know, the I think a great one-two punch, that quarterback and receiver. I mean, the Bills, what they did, um, you know, they lost, you know, in the playoffs, but... Buffalo has, I think, the potential to you know become that you know that team to win another you know another division title this season. But I think the Dolphins are going to be interesting. I think that it's it's going to be good for Tua Tagovailoa to come into his own, and I think that he's uh, he was under you know he did play some games, he had some struggles as, as everybody did, but I think he makes a jump. I think that he's really going to 
own the reins of that Miami offense. I mean, this is a really this is a Dolphins team that nobody expected uh, to be have a winning record, ten and six. I mean, Brian Flores, you know, crazy stuff. Exactly what they've been doing at the Dolphins. I mean, they're very very skilled and they're very. Um, very well coached, too. Uh, Jalen Waddles is going to be a great. Uh, Will Fuller has oh, been yeah. great to watch. Malcolm Brown has really impressed me um, as a running back um, as well. You have a good offensive line, too. DJ Fluker, Miles Gaskin, the running back. I mean, you know, they just got Jason McCourty now, the the former New England Patriot. Rutgers graduate, too. He, him and his brother, Devin. I mean, they both won the Super Bowl in New England. But getting Jason McCourty, who is going to be your starting cornerback, I mean, he had a, he had a really good season in the end of Tennessee. Um, in Nashville there, and he's been somebody who's been really, you know, him and Justin Coleman, I mean, I think this this Miami defense just got a big upgrade this offseason, and that's where they struggled a lot. If they had a better defense, they really would have been a wildcard team uh, last season. Yeah, their secondary was really, what? Xavier Howard, I think it was the corner, all-pro yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. they they're... Their secondary they just had problems like, with their linebackers, yeah. and they have a good defensive line, but they got a lot more pieces and draft picks, and Waddle's going to be great. The Dolphins were a really fun team to watch because I feel like they were... I don't know if this is a good comparison at all, but kind of similar to the Islanders in the way that they don't really have any superstars, but they just played tough and played together, and they kind of just got the job done. It was cool when Fitzpatrick would just come in like the reliever to bail out Tua. But, yeah, I think Tua's going to take a big jump, like you were saying. Uh, I We were talking about the NFC West before and how loaded it looks, and, I mean, this just reminds me of just, like, how hard sports are to predict. Like, I was looking at the NL East before the season started, right? You had... Nationals, right. Phillies, yeah. Mets, Braves won it last few years. The Marlins went to the Marlins playoffs, to last, playoffs year. last year. No one expected Supposed that. Supposed to be a great division. Boom. Mets are the only team above 500. So, man, that just shows how hard everything is to predict. So, we will see if the NFC West actually lives up to this hype. Well, who would you expect to kind of emerge? You know, we talk about the Rams, but the Cardinals, I think, could make one of the biggest jumps. I think the Cardinals go from 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they could be like a 12-4 and four Seattle team. I feel like, just looking at it right now, I feel like, Seattle won it last year. I'm just looking at I have it pulled up. But, yeah, I think Rams and the Cardinals, one and two. I don't know what order. And I feel like the 49ers right there, man. I, I love Trey Lance. Trey you get that extra so game, good. too. You get the 17-game season. They might expand it to 18, they're saying, going forward. But I think that's going to help a lot of these teams who are these wild card. You know, they're borderline there. They get that one more win. They're in. So it's going to be crazy to see this wild card. Are they keeping the same? Oh, they're keeping the same playoff? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Year? I believe so, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Man, and... Uh, we kind of touched on it really briefly, but in the AFC North, I really like the Browns, especially if Baker Mayfield can take another yeah. little jump. Like He's secure, too, right? They locked him up with yeah. that contract, so he's, out, he has to play for contracts. Yeah, long out, like MVP or Super Odell Bowl. Odell back from injury. On the Browns' future, I, I love that right now. I, I really like the Browns for next year. I think developing that connection with Odell Beckham is going to really have a big impact on that team. I think that I wouldn't be surprised to do a lot of off-season workouts, too, before it's summer training camp. I think that... That's going to be huge. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry, great running, Juice. great. He's been great. Nick Chubb, anchor at the running back. But Chubb and Hunt is yeah, crazy. Combo. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they develop that with um, with Odell Beckham, and then once they have that, bam, you got that great combination that was that they that they desperately needed, and now they you know they made them a playoff team, eleven and five. They only they had that. This was not a Browns record you would have thought of like three years ago, even two years ago. Yeah, because last year even Mayfield took a massive jump, and this was all without yeah. Odell. So just think about yeah, the, he was a top whole, twelve quarterback. Yeah, this whole offense with Odell, a whole year of connection. Man, that that's why I like the Bills and Josh Allen and Diggs is just so impressive to me. Just to get signed to a new team and then just boom, have that connection right away. It's it was really really impressive what they're doing. 
I would love to see that with Herbert and Keenan Allen next year. Because Keenan Allen is so he's so slept on. He's such a monster. And Her- Herbert really balled out last year. So we'll see if they could take that step too. Yeah, and, and we haven't even talked about the AFC South, which, I mean, the Titans getting Julio Jones, uh, adding oh, yeah. him to a, a really good team, Tannehill, and obviously uh, you got Derrick Henry still and A.J. Brown. and Yeah, that's another who knows what the great receiving be. core, too. I mean, can we, we just yeah. want Julio Jones for a little bit. We didn't really talk about this much of the Friday show. I mean, we're about a week into that signing. What were your initial thoughts on that, Ronnie? I don't think I ever asked you for your take on that. I like it. I mean, me too. I, I, I think Julio it's a great Jones, move. You know, I mean, it's going to be weird not seeing him uh, in an Atlanta number 11 uniform, obviously. Um, but it's a really good compliment to AJ Brown. Uh, they lost Corey Davis, obviously to the jets. And you add a guy that is a veteran presence out there. Um, I think Tennessee's got a good team. I, I think, uh, you know, their, their issues were pass rushing last year. And I think, um, you know, they're hoping that they addressed it with the draft and, and in free agency. But adding Julio Jones, I mean, that's a veteran leader on the offense. Uh, Tannehill has taken so many steps forward. You got Derrick Henry in the running game. And you got a guy that's going to let A.J. Brown have some separation out there now uh, just with with how, uh, you know, how good he's been uh, in his career, Julio Jones. You have to cover him. Uh, you you want to put him in double coverage. Same with A.J. Brown. So, it's going to be really tough to cover both those guys. I think that he just opened up a lot of receptions for AJ Brown. And again, I think it's all going to come down to, uh, are they going to have a better pass rush this year? The Titans, I think their offense is going to be good. It's just, uh, you know, are they going to be able to get to the other quarterback? And uh, we'll see if, if that does happen. I mean, obviously with the Colts, you have a a team that added, uh, you know, they added Carson Wentz uh, and, and they have an already very good team. And then the Jaguars are young and, and they have a lot of promise. You know, the Texans not great, but I like the signing of Julio Jones. I think it's going to open up a lot for AJ Brown and it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what that team does, because I think they're still the favorites in that division, even though the Colts, I think are a solid team. Yeah. Titans got to be the favorite in that division They're, I mean, I don't think anyone's questioning their offense last year. It was, it had to be up to there with one of the best in the league. So Yeah. I wouldn't really sleep on the Colts, though. I, I would love to see Carson Wentz bounce back and have, I don't know about, like, MVP-type year, but massive year. I think he's definitely capable of it. So that'll be really interesting to follow, too, AFC South. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because I don't think anybody's had uh, such a, a weird career with Carson. Like, such a... Uh, He's had such big highs and such low lows that I feel like you can. He he's either gonna really really do well uh, with the Colts or it's just not gonna work out. But I think he's in the right spot with Frank Reich um, in, in Indianapolis. I think if he's going to flourish anywhere, it's gonna be Indianapolis. And I think uh, he is definitely more dynamic than Philip Rivers was last year. Even though you know you got to give a lot of respect to what Philip Rivers was able to do for sure. Uh, you know, the guy just didn't have much mobility and, and Carson Wentz does have that kind of mobility. It's just going to be about if he can regain his confidence because in the first few years with the Eagles, I mean, the, the, the guy was as good as anybody uh, in the league. And uh, again, reuniting with his old coach. And, and that is a playoff caliber team. We, they made the playoffs last year and their, their defense is phenomenal. And their offensive line is probably the most, I'd say it's the best in football, but I, it's it's 
at least one of the best. And they add, they have a few uh, decent weapons. You know, they have a few running backs that they could put out there, wide receivers as well. So I think they're putting them in a good spot, and I think that uh, that could be a, a, a really interesting story to follow. I think it's going to be between the Colts and the uh, the Titans, obviously. I mean, the Texans are not very good. We don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. And, uh, you know, with the Jaguars, they're still so young. Uh, I think there's going to be growing pains next year, and it'll be interesting to see what Trevor Lawrence does as well. Yeah, I was waiting until Julio got signed, but, man, there's still some real big questions this offseason with Deshaun Watson and with Aaron Rodgers, some massive superstars that uh, we will find out what will happen in the next couple of weeks or probably months, but who really knows? We've seen we've seen reports, uh, I think even just this last week, about Watson's teammates or ex-teammates on the Broncos saying he wants to come there. Yeah, and he told the Aqib Tlaib, uh podcast about that i was talking about that on the wednesday crew a little bit with uh with uh dylan mccoy and alex carminati but um he wants to join them his ex-teammate uh kareem jackson told to keep to leave on his podcast that um he's got a great relationship with deshaun uh that's what he said um and then here's the quote he said from uh ja- from uh kareem jackson to keep to leave he said i've been uh, talking to him the last couple of weeks man and like all he's all he's been telling me uh, is like, Jack, just tell him, like, that's where I want to be. And then he's like, I want to be in Denver. That's what he said um, as well. And, of course, you know, it, this is all interesting. He hasn't shown up for the uh, OT volunteer, the organized team activities. Of course, they canceled their mandatory minicamp um, that he can't be fined for missing any spring workouts because nothing was mandatory. But, um, you know, he's going to be deposed. The earliest he can be deposed is February 22nd of next year as he deposed all the investigation goes and reaches the next steps of that process. But um, this is going to be interesting. I mean, you know, what do you guys think about this, about, you know, him trying to want to play in Denver? And I'm sure Denver would want, you know, based on the legal matters, everything would want Rodgers than, um, than Deshaun Watson at the behind center. Yeah, I think a lot of it might be up to the Texans too because I think before all the legal matters came out, Watson was saying, I mean, the Texans were saying how they weren't going to trade him. They weren't talking to anyone. Uh, they were just kind of silencing all his all his chatter. So we'll have to see. I think, yeah, a lot of it's going to come down to the, what the Texans organization wants to do with Watson. But, yeah, if uh, they had their pick, I'm sure right now, who, I mean, just from a player standpoint too, Rodgers coming off an MVP season, uh, I mean, Watson's obviously a really talented player, too, but Rodgers' uh, last few years has been really, really good. So I'm sure they want Rodgers over Watson. Well, the other thing, too, is with Watson, you've got the whole off-field stuff that, you know, um, that's something that you can't ignore with him, right. obviously, um, which is really the reason why he hasn't been traded from the Houston, Houston Texans. They can say whatever they want, but... Uh, no team is going to bring on someone who, if they did what they're accused of, of that character into their organization and, and deal with all that as desperate as a lot of teams are for a quarterback. Um, so that's really the issue with Watson. Otherwise, he would have probably already been dealt. Well, I mean, the other thing is, too, I mean, Chris, I, I, I completely agree with you. But let's say, I mean, you're a, you're a team out there. I think you're going to have to give up a whole lot more for Aaron Rodgers at this point than than Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think the, the Texans are the team that's really getting hurt by this because if they do want to deal him, right, they're not going to get a whole lot at this point, as you mentioned. No. Um, he might be an easier player to get, but I agree with you. I don't think any team is going to really want him if, if what happened is actually happened. So 
it's interesting from a business perspective because I think if you're going out and trying to get Rodgers, I mean, the Broncos are going to have to give up a whole lot to to the Packers. I think right now, if they were to try and get uh, you know Deshaun Watson from the Texans, I don't know how much the Texans could even get for him. They, I, I mean, it's like on the one hand, yeah, his price has gone down, but on the other hand, even if you could get Deshaun Watson for a seventh rounder in like 2027, would you do that and deal with, you know, first off the whole moral question of bringing him into your team, but besides that, also the PR uh, problems that that'll bring. I, I mean, it will just create a, 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 just a mess for any organization that would do that. So like the question is, and you know, could someone get Deshaun Watson for a, a basement price? It's, do you even wanted him even at that? And frankly, if I were an NFL GM, I wouldn't touch him. Yeah, that's definitely one of the ways that I could see this going um, as well. But um, kind of shifting over to the NBA a little bit, we can talk more about this. But uh, Chris, I wanted to get you know your take on the whole you know the Nets and the Nets getting set for game. They lost that last game. Uh, they lost yesterday by three, eighty six, eighty three. We get to the heat of the NBA playoffs um, as well. Um, the one thing that I want to, was interesting to me was that, you know, Kevin Durant's own bodyguard ran onto the court to break up that scuffle last night between him and PJ Tucker, which was interesting to me because I, you don't really hear about the personal bodyguard, you know, I'm, he might be on, he had a Nets like outfit too. So he maybe may be on the team's payroll. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, it was, they got, you know, it was during the rock fight of that, that brilliant start by the, by the Bucks. They had a really good start the first half um, as well. And then in the middle of the third quarter, P.J. Tucker was whistled for a foul on Kevin Durant, and then he was exacerbated by the call. He was very uh, annoyed by it, and he started to complain. Then Durant said some choice words his way, and then Tucker got right in Durant's face. And then it wasn't even, you know, like a fan had gotten in Durant's face. It was, you know, a guy in the court. I'd never seen that before where security guard rushed in to make sure things didn't get a hand. But it, it, there was no, like, shoving going on. There was no, like, punching. There was no, like, violent, you know, like, physical aggression. It's just, like, going toe-to-toe, almost like you're, like, a boxer in that ring kind of. And, like, those like that kind of press conference that you see from, like, boxers. It kind of reminded me of that um, a little bit. But... He, um, the bodyguard, you know, according to Joe Varden of the Athletic, he is on the Nets payroll, so he's affiliated with the team in that way that he gets his wages. He's paid by the Brooklyn Nets. So I want to get your take on that, Chris. This is really interesting about this whole bodyguard stuff, too. I mean, if Kevin Durant were paying me to protect him at all costs, like you know, I'm sure that bodyguard's getting paid all right. I I'm mean, sure, I'm yeah. By I'm Kevin Durant, him at all costs. Like, yeah, like I'm not letting PJ Tucker get within. Uh, 10 feet of, of my guy outside of, you know, actual basketball play. So they're supposed to be know. good friends off the court too. I've heard they have a good relationship, good rapport. Then what are you doing? What's this bodyguard doing? They, I, I saw they later like dabbed each other up later at the end of the game and said like what, no PJ hard Tucker feelings. I saw, I did see that P- PJ and Durant, they have a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard too. But does the bodyguard know that at the time? That I don't think he knew. That I don't think was, he was in his threat. head. Right. Then just stay yeah. off the court regardless. Right. I've just never seen, I mean, you know, of course, you've seen like the last dance and all those guys that flaunt Michael Jordan and that famous guy with the long white hair and the mustache and all that guy, um, the guys, you know, work the Chicago Bulls and all that. But those guys, I think they were already Chicago Bulls security people. They weren't like additional personal guys to Michael. They're just assigned to MJ, I'm pretty sure. But that's like interesting, too, because you don't really hear about like, like Steph Curry. I'm sure they have bodyguards, but like not like very well known. I'm sure they have bodyguards. I'm sure they do. When like, I mean, 
I'm sure, like, when Curry Like, LeBron, goes out I'm to, like, sure. Yeah, but when he goes out to, like, a restaurant or a club or something, yeah, they keep some people around. But when he's on the court talking to P.J. Tucker, I don't know. I feel like stay out, stay out of his business, right? They're on the court. I don't know. He's, I feel like he's just trying to get in the spotlight a little. I, I don't know what the bodyguard's doing. That's my opinion, but... That game was interesting, too, Chris. I mean, they the way they play that game, they were down 30-11 at the end of the first quarter. Then they won on that 31-15 run the Nets in the second. I mean, it was a rock fight the whole way. Yeah, well, to get back to the point about the bodyguard, I just want to know where are all these bodyguards when fans are throwing stuff at players? Yeah, exactly. yeah like, yeah. Like, or like, where was Russell Westbrook's bodyguard? Where was the Trey Young spitter? Yeah, yeah. Literally. Like, where where is that? Yeah, that, like, see that? I yeah, it's like a play. double, du- yeah, it's weird. Like, someone should be getting up in their faces. Or, that, you know, we could have used, like, 10,000 of them at that USA-Mexico game. But, oh. you know, that's just... Yeah, yeah, that was that was another fiasco, yeah. Bloodbath. Yeah. that was, I mean, it's good to see the U.S. come away with a victory, though. Oh, that was... that was. But, yeah, no, I think I think you make a good point. Uh, to get back to your point about the Nets, um, we, could, we could talk about the nuances of the X's and O's if you want. But the real question is... On a team that has Kevin Durant, that has Kyrie Irving, uh, even Joe Harris, yeah, or Blake Griffin, who told Bruce Brown he could take it to the rack and try to roll it in? I know, right? He told himself. I know it was horrible. You're not. He's not taking that shot. Like he's like, not the guy like, for that. Like, and I like Bruce Brown. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good player. He's a good he utility a guy. Bad, he didn't have a bad game. No, no, not by that. any means. But you gotta know the situation. Yeah, you read. Know yeah, read your, your place on the court. Is. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Just doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, is there that, any update? The is Harden scratcher. maybe come back on Sunday for Game Four? Or I, we... I haven't heard that he is. I don't um, think Jeff Green is. I think they're holding up Jeff Green still. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the way they played in Game One and Two, like the only reason they lost that game is because they had like an abnormally bad shooting night. Like they were getting good looks, they just weren't hitting, especially in the first quarter. So, like, I'm not any less confident that they're going to win this series that I, than I was two days ago. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think there's really a need to rush him back. Now, if he's 100%, 100%, and you're not worried about re-injury, then, all right, fine, uh, get him out there. I want to see him play as much as anyone else does. But, you know, barring a major collapse, the Nets are going to be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, probably yeah. against the Sixers, if I had to guess. So that's when we really need him, I think. Yeah, you make a good point there. Uh, that game's tonight, Sixers. Uh, game three, they're both, you know, knotted up at one. They lost that first game. And, uh, you know, talk about the Phoenix Suns up 2-0. They go up 3-0 tonight against the Nuggets. I mean, this is a gr- really well-equipped Phoenix Suns team. Chris Paul, that acquisition has really helped them. And, you know, Booker knows his role, too. And he's been just playing unreal yeah, I mean, I think that we've, we're seeing a lot of young talents really like take it to another level or just get more spotlight because the usual usual suspects are not all in uh, the NBA playoffs at this stage. Like, you know, I think the Suns have been a revelation, although, you know, most NBA fans who are really paying attention would have told you that the Suns were a really good team this year. But yeah. to the casual fan who doesn't really follow the regular season too much, this is probably a bit of a surprise. Uh, but Devin Booker, DeAndre and uh, Chris Paul, that whole team is really just – um, you know, really a sleeper. And, you know, if I had to pick one team out of the West that I would not want to play in the NBA finals, it would probably be them. Right. 
not because I don't think the Nets could beat them. I think they could, but I think they would be the toughest matchup by far. Yeah, that would impose a really strict matchup. I mean, the way, you know, Phoenix is very, very skilled and they're very uh, good as well. But, you know, the Jazz are playing the Clippers. The Jazz are up 2 0. They could go up 3 0 against the Clippers. No, um, you know, they've been, Donovan Mitchell has been playing, he's been balling this whole playoffs. They've been playing very well. The Clippers are favored. I mean, have you got a chance to watch that Jazz Clippers series a little bit? Because that's been entertaining to watch. It's a little bit closer than people think, but. Um, I think the Clippers could have a chance to win this one at home. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I haven't really been able to see it, to be honest. Um, I think that's one of those series that can go either way. What I like about the West is how unpredictable it is. Like, it, it's like the Eastern Conference, it feels like this entire season has been like the slow procession to the inevitable Nets Sixers uh, Eastern Conference finals. But the West is just all over the place. So uh, I don't know. David, have you seen that series at all? Yeah, I was watching a little of the game last night, and it felt like I haven't watched. I don't think I've watched the first game. That was just game two, right, uh, Jake? Last yeah, night. yeah, it was yeah. just game two. Yeah, I mean, Paul George was like beating his man one on one, getting open looks. He just couldn't really finish a lot. And then the Jazz just, man, they're just so deep. Like even when Mitchell's on the bench, and you see like Ingles running the point, you could just kick it to Bogdanovich or Clarkson or uh, Royce O'Neal. You know, they just have you know endless shooters. So. Yeah, the Jazz are absolutely loaded, and they they just play so confident too. The Sun the Suns are like that too, though. So yeah, if I was a Nets fan, I I really, I mean, th- th- those would both be great series. I would be happy to watch either of those. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely something that's um, up and coming. Chris, um, who do you really think the uh, what is this like? You know, this Nets and this Bucks series, and then the Nets going forward against the Sixers if they play them, uh, which they most likely will. Um, who really has to step up in that series? Because we've seen, you know, a lot of these kind of play. You know, like Blake Griffin stepped up. Um, we've seen, you know, uh, good play from Joe Harris too, from other guys not named the big three. He had a bad game last night, though, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I think it's just a case of, you know, obviously you want to have everyone healthy at that point. I th- I'm confident the Nets will, um, but it's really a case of if your offense is firing on all cylinders, you're getting good shots, like. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion that the only team that can beat the Nets are the Nets in the sense that um, they have the talent and the capability to beat any team in the league. I think if their offense is playing as well as we know it can against the Sixers, I don't think, you know, um, it's kind of, it's going to be nearly impossible to outscore them. Uh, so they just need to be, you know, okay on the defensive end and on the offensive end. If they're taking care of business, it's not really going to matter. Um, you know, if I had to pick one, I would say probably Kevin Durant. Um, because he's been, you know, the, the healthy one down the stretch, Harden obviously with some injuries. Um, and, you know, he's the one that uh, has won a championship uh, along with Kyrie Irving, of course. Uh, but he has that experience with the Warriors. And, um, you know, that obviously helps uh, in a way that, you know, James Harden had, I think it was one finals appearance in Oklahoma City, or am I forgetting one? Yeah, that was when he was like, that was when he was, um, when they played the Heat, I'm pretty the sure. OG team. With him, when they lost with uh, Abaka, Kendrick Perkins, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, Nick Collison. Wow. Yeah. What was that? Not Sebastian. What was that dude? Uh, Serge Abaka. Serge Abaka. Oh, no, no, no. He was a guard. He was like a defense-oriented guard. I think he started with an S. Uh, s- not Stephen Jackson. Not Stephen no. Jackson. Um, it's gonna come to me. It was on the team that made the finals, right? He was. He was dating Rachel Demita, the NBA 2K. Uh, 
girl. Dude, I want to remember. Hang on, I'm looking up the roster. We're getting we're getting um, some more information on the 2013 Oklahoma City Thunder. Hang on. Very important team. Um, very important team. Extreme. Um, yeah. So, all right. Rodney Magruder. No, who is that? I don't know. He's the guy that came up on the team on the. Cephalosha. Cephalosha. Yeah, Thabo Cephalosha. Thabo Cephalosha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that's it. I think, uh, He's I think from so. Switzerland. Wait, he was like a yeah. defensive guard, right? Yeah, and he could shoot the yeah. three ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, I thought he could, but I don't know yeah. how well. But he was supposed to be. Um, yeah. Wow, he became the it. first player from Switzerland to play in the NBA in 2006. I didn't even know that. Wow. Cephalosha. Yeah, and then he yeah. was arrested at that nightclub in 2015 with uh, Pero Antic in New York. They were allegedly interfering with police after Chris Copeland of the Pacers was stabbed in the abdomen. I remember that. Whoa. I remember that, like, on the being in the news. And they, like, and then the, New York, the NYPD officers broke Cephalosha's right leg, and then that that's where he got, he got injured because he— Repaired a uh, he had a fractured tibia and ligament damage. That was just that. that I remember learning, hearing that in the news in 2015. Wait, what did he get arrested for? For the um, he was arrested for allegedly interfering with police after Chris Copeland of the Pacers was stabbed in the abdomen following an argument. They didn't. It wasn't their side. It was a third party. It was someone else. But um, place, they broke time. his right leg and then he he missed like the entire you know on April 8th and then he didn't play that 2015 the rest of that postseason. Like he didn't play that at all. Because he was hurt, he hurt his fractured his right his uh, right leg tibia. It's like uh, it's gruesome. Last, it's like Tyrod Taylor last year. Yeah, getting gruesome. A, getting a leg punk, a lung punctured by the team staff. Oh know? man, that was just <laughs> how do you mishandle that situation? Oh my gosh, it's rough. It's, it's a rough. There, there's been some weird injury stuff like that. That's like. Can I just say something? You can yeah, say I feel something. like Tyrod Taylor has gotten the short end of the stick at every turn. Oh, he like, has. This is a guy like he he's has. not like an uh, he's not like a Pro Bowl quarterback or anything like no. that. No, when does he ever play? He's well, a journeyman. He's, he's like he's a good. But here's the thing, though. I don't think there's a difference in terms of just ability, take away experience, and all that between someone like him and someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like Tyrod Taylor, if you have a good football team. And you're missing piece of the quarterback. Tyrod Taylor can manage the game, and like you know, you you can be a, you can win games with him as your quarterback. Sure, he's, but he's on the Texans now, so I'm sure if the whole oh, Watson yeah, situation yeah. does get worked out, he'll have an opportunity to start Week One. Yes, but like he was on, like for instance, he was on the Browns, and then Baker Mayfield uh, got got played. Um, then he went to the Chargers, and Justin Herbert showed up. Uh, like he's just got, he's just been in the wrong place at the wrong time, and and I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's not like a bad, he's not, he's not a bad quarterback, he's not a scrub. I mean, maybe he's not a scrub, but you just look around at the quarterbacks on the league, and like the the bare minimum is so high at this point. Like there's so there's so few quarterbacks. I'm like, wow, he's bad. Yeah. Like, well, there's Drew Locke, Darnold. Just so far, I mean. Yeah, Chris, do you want to talk about the like, Jets for a little it. bit? You want to you want to talk to us about? Nah, uh, okay, what do you want to talk about? With the we Jets? were talking about. What did we, David? We brought we brought the NFL at the beginning we did. of the segment. We talked about the Jets and like what they did, and you know we talked about competitive divisions. And oh, Ronnie, yeah, we yeah. could Ronnie can tell you about this too. We were talking about you know the Giants, the NFC East, the NFC West, but we were saying the AFC, uh, the AFC East. And Chris, we wanted to know, you know, what kind of jump do you think the the Jets make? Of course, you know, you know, rebuilding on all surfaces, but they, um, you know, you talk about like the team camaraderie. I've noticed with Zach Wills, it's just really fun to watch. Like going to the Islanders games and Robert Salah, like you know, wore the Islanders jerseys press conference the other day or later in this week. Um, it's, I think that's going to help them. Those bonding experiences, you know, it's they're going to get more familiar with each other. I think that's going to be good for this new faces, new Jets team. Yeah. So like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If they win five 
maybe six games, I'll be happy. Just because it's year one. Right. Uh, you've got a rookie quarterback, new coach, a lot of young players. I don't think that they're going to, you know, be the worst to first team right away. And I'm very optimistic about Robert Sala. I'm very optimistic about uh, Zach Wilson, about all these guys. Um, so don't take it as me, you know, being down on the team in their future. But I just don't see this being the year. I think that they could compete. And, you know, I'm looking at their schedule. Um, they've got – it's not a great start to the schedule. No, you have a pretty um, brutal start. They're, they're at Carolina week one. The first couple games are winnable. At Carolina week one, I win. think – Yeah, I think – I don't want to call it a win, but I, I think it's winnable. I just did. It's uh, definitely winnable. Two, home against the Patriots. Win. Um I, I, you would think so. Yeah, but the Patriots got a lot of good never pieces. Beat the Patriots, even when they're not good. Yeah, so, happened with fingers Newton. crossed. But they'll start. But say, all right, let's be optimistic. Say they start two and zero at Denver. With our luck, they'll have like Aaron Rodgers by then. Probably. Um, even if they, even if they don't, like they're Samuel. Like, yeah, good team, and it's on the road at Denver. So I'm going to call that a loss. They have too now. They do. Yeah, yeah guy, he's the number one. Yeah, right. Technically, the number one. There's guy. another guy that's been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, he Imagine has. If the Jets kept him. Oh man, this is all great, but I was actually thinking of Andre Roberson, not Seth Wosha. Oh, I don't know why I said oh, that's us. lame. Roberson was a couple, couple years this. later, I think. That's you mean to tell me we though. spent five minutes talking about Thabo Cephalosha? It's interesting to bring up the nightclub incident and all that. I forgot that ever happened six years ago. I'm not mad. I just find that really funny. You don't want to talk about Peril Antic? That guy could shoot the three. I have I don't I have no clue who that is. Some random backup center that was on the Hawks and that was with Mike Scott and Jeff Teague on the Hawks. Scott. Mike Budenholzer when he was the coach there. You know who was Josh uh, Josh Smith, I think his name was he was like a forward. He was really Jay good. Smooth. They'd always like yeah. scream that after a three. Yeah. Remember but he that. He was like really good. Yeah. He kinda like just completely fell off. But yeah, I was thinking of Robeson, not Seth Losha. Yeah, just throwing that oh. out there. Oh, that's too bad. You can make your Jets predictions. You could how, uh, how so where is the schedule? Then they've got the tricky. Broncos, Titans, Falcons. That Falcons is think, Titans. That's that's hard. Uh, Falcons are still okay, and that game's in London, so that there was a whole wrench. Do they have one or two London games? The Jets, just one. Who was uh, two? Is that five. Jacksonville? As always, I think it's Jacksonville. I don't know they're going to move that team to London anyway. Yeah, they should just, just um, make put them in like the NFL, like Europe League. Just keep them there. Here's yeah, a real Europe. problem. They have that. I they do that have that, a like a league in Europe. No, no, they, no, they, they do. They got rid it's of it thing. in 2007. Yeah, it's a thing. It used to be a thing. Hey, you, oh, it's not, it's defunct now? Got rid of it, yeah. Oh, man. The Frankfurt Galaxy won the last World Bowl. Yeah, They've I'm, been sure, a lot of Frankfurt I'm sure a lot of people care about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, all those NFL Network German soccer, those regular football-loving fans love that. In Germany, they actually like the NFL. Really? That's the thing. Yeah, like they were talking about playing a game in Munich. How do you know that? That could be interesting. I would, I would go to a game in Germany. Germany what do you mean, is. How fun. do I know, David? When, when, when they had I teams in Greek. Frankfurt, I am Greek. When they had teams in Frankfurt and Colgate and these cities, or Cologne, excuse me, not Colgate. Cologne. Um, yes, Colgate's in New York. They, Are you wearing the any best attendance? Right no, I, I'm in my house. There'd be no big wine region Cologne. too in Cologne. They have a lot of vineyards. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Enough about the wine. Let's stay on topic here for me. Come on, keep your feet on the ground. Um, but. Uh, when they had those teams in, in Germany compared to, you know, that team in Barcelona, the Dragons, had a couple teams in London and, and England, the German teams always had the best attendance. And if you go look up the World Bowl highlights from 2007, like that was a packed house. Oh, yeah, I like, bet it was. Germans love their American. Where do they play? Like at the like the Frankfurt Soccer Stadium? In, like where? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, they didn't play in uh, the Allianz, but they played in some other uh, 
some other stadiums around there. That's really fascinating. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole with that a few days ago because I was bored at work. So. Um, Why, wow, you know any Germans yeah. that like to talk about their American soccer? Not not firsthand, uh, but, you know, um, they're around. I know that for a fact. I could see that. So. That, that. That makes some sense. But I'm going to meet some this year. I'm going to meet some females cool. from Germany, you know. You're going to go okay. study abroad Frankfurt, in uh, Germany? Yeah, bring up the Frankfurt, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the, the Frankfurt, Frankfurt Galaxy? Oh, yeah. yeah my there favorite you go. Team. Now you have a conversation starter when you meet these these young women at uh, wherever you meet them. <laughs> there you go. You can use yeah, that. You can, you, you can mention Chris Akonis. You can, his Greek, his Greek heritage, although. Oh, there's a way to come. There, there's a way to. I'm not mentioning yeah, Chris Akonis. Yes, I'm mentioning Daron Algom, star player. I'm not mentioning Chris. Marvin Allen, wide receiver. That yeah. sounds such like such yeah, an Americanized screw, name. Screw Chris, you know, it's all about Marvin Allen. Darren Alcorn. Oh, with Daron with an O. Mm. These guys, Darren. these guys have like the same. They don't have German names. Vince, Amy. Yeah, like um, Amy, Ame. Like maybe it's like, uh, you know how like a lot of college players who aren't NBA ready or NBA talent play in Europe. Maybe it's like that. Maybe they get like. That's what it was basically. It was like a D league. It was them. like. Players that couldn't play in the NFL just go in to play for the Galaxy. Zarnell Fitch from Oklahoma. Oh, he's a defensive line coach. Never mind. He's not German. He's from Oklahoma. He's, he's from the United States, middle of nowhere in our country, in this country. Wait, what's it? It's some random defensive line coach. I'm, there are a lot of Jones, a lot of Joyce. They've yeah, like they're all not these. German. Well, most of the players were American. Yeah, then, like they then, just, then, were, then they just went it? overseas. Joe Jackson played their offensive lineman. Just, Kurt Warner there played there. Billions of Joe Jacksons who probably Kurt played, played there. in the NFL Europe. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He yeah, he's also stocking MVP. shelves at a supermarket too. Wait, he played yeah, there before say. or after? Before. Before. Yeah, he was like, like stocking yeah, shelves. I think when he came he was, back. He, he oh, was yeah, the was starting quarterback for the Amsterdam Admirals. That's a great, fascinating book, by the way. Like Kurt Warner's autobiography. Cool. It's so good. And I like. I have. It's so good. Like he did. Very, very well written. He does like led the league in right. No, I'm pretty sure he does. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like he did the Super he's Bowl very, with Kevin Hart. I like him. I like him a lot. Yes, like, he's oh, great. One, you're right. Yeah, because I, I he's always remember very that smart. Very, when the very. Dude ran on the field, like pull up your pants. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, he's cool. He's. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He he was like he's an interesting story to him. He came up for literally from nowhere. Like he like from like NFL Europe. Nobody really does that way. Some people do the CFL way, but that's like interesting. The Panthers quarterback for like a couple games last year. He was like he was in some. Crappy football league. I forget his name. But who, um, when uh, Bridgewater was out, they started some dude who was in. Maybe it was the XFL or some other league. I don't know. Isn't one of those leagues coming back? Yeah, XFL there's some leagues. Is, is it the sure. USFL? Is that the one well, coming? USFL back? is coming back. Yeah, that's the, the one. XFL. XFL is going to be the one that I think will have the most success. Yeah, the one. Yeah, like, there's like a New York like the Guardians or something. Like they're playing MetLife. New like, York Guardians. Yep. Then they're they didn't like. Now, what happened but... to them? They like. They went out of business with the rest of the league. Are they like they're not coming back? Like I nobody's going to save I don't them. That's I, I There's been so many stints I, with that league. Well, 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 but what else are the they going to have in MetLife uh, in like March? Yeah, of, it says like, bring some Premier League soccer over. I don't know. No, no. don't even joke about that. Uh, no, that would be that'd be bad. Yeah, his it name was be. PJ Walker. He played for the XFL in 2020. Leading the league in passing. Oh, yeah, he was touchdowns. at uh, Temple. Yeah, I've, I've then, heard of him. Yeah. yeah, and then last year when Teddy Bridgewater was, he was hurt or had COVID or something. He's born from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh, shout he out. played at Elizabeth High School. Shout That's out right. Jersey. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Jersey I mean, connection there. Wow. I, mean, I, I guess I'm a PJ Walker fan now. Dude, PJ Walker went to uh, 
South Carolina, and then he's on the Nuggets now. Different P.J. Walker. Very, very common, just like Joe Jackson. Very, very common. Dude, P.J., he might also be from Jersey, actually. Maybe not, but he went to South Carolina. And I didn't know he was like from, really is from Elizabeth. It's like yeah. very close. Wow. That's the, you, you and then you look at Dwayne Haskins, you know, born in Highland Park, and look what happened to him. Like he's, you know, he's. I didn't know Dwayne Haskins, Haskins was born from Highland Park. Park. Yeah, That's he, uh, he, he's really good friends with former Rutgers receiver Muhammad Javi, who's at Albany now. He was like, they're like, they like train together because like, they're like Muhammad Sanu is like his uncle. They're like family friends from because he's from like East Brunswick, so like they're all oh. like, they're all living near each other. Yeah, Highland Park's like ten minutes from us right now, Jake. Yeah, we could stop by there on the way back. I mean, probably Haskins doesn't want to see us. No, I don't know if he's here right now. He's probably laying low after all this stuff that's all this stuff that's happened with him and his off the field issues. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was mad funny. Speaking of uh, interesting, like Rutgers pro connections, um, I I found out when I was listening to the Are You Screw podcast a couple months back that Nick Brooks used to be high school teammates with Bruce Brown. Who? Dylan Brooks. Nick Brooks. Oh, Nick Brooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they they interviewed him, I think. Yeah. Nick Brooks is teammates from, with Bruce Brown. Nick Brooks is from around here though, right? Yeah, he's from Somerset. Yeah. So Yeah. Does that Which mean is even closer than Does right down right down Eastern Avenue? I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right here. Wait, so is Bruce Brown from around here too? I, I would think so. Think so. Uh, I would think so. Bruce I mean, Brown, sense, yeah. He would have to be. He didn't go to Auburn, right? Hang I'm on. thinking of someone else. Maybe named something super similar. No, I don't think he was. Bruce Brown on the Nets, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. it says he was born in Boston. I don't know if they might have played against each other because he was um well he played at Miami. Yeah, you got false information, Chris. But yeah, Brown I'm you what they said on the podcast. Brown transferred to Vermont Academy yeah. in Saxton's River, Vermont. Well, I don't think but I don't think Nick Brooks played high school basketball. Oh, maybe it was in, like AAU or something. Might have been something like I that. I think yeah, it was they, that. They were I do know this. They were teammates at one point. It's probably AAU. All right, well, if there's like a like, northeast they regional thing, because they literally had him on the podcast and he said this, I believe like, it. Okay. If, if it's like a northeast up. regional thing, it probably probably did because Vermont, like, yeah, who's gonna play basketball in Vermont? That's that's, that's a hockey and no skiing one. like state. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's like Canada. That's like the, yeah, it's essentially the Canada. Leafs, the hockey, the uh, Tim Hortons. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. They they have a lot of Tim Hortons up there in Vermont. Tim Hortons is good coffee. They do. They they have I'm one not, in uh, I don't like, want to by Somerville. They have one by the minutes from here. Yeah, yeah. Right off by two hundred two hundred six. We should advocate for Tim Hortons at Rutgers. We should. Uh, I'll dude, see if they th- want to do some underwriting. Dude, their donuts, their donuts suck. Are they really not that good? They're, they're, I've yeah, never you don't tried. Go there for the donuts. You go, I, you go there for the coffee. I mean, duck yeah. donuts is very good. Duck I've had duck really donuts. Good. I heard that for donuts, in Delaware. I will prefer Dunkin' Donuts. Duck donuts is up there, duck though. Donuts. It's it's duck up. Donuts? It's very. It's not subpar. It's good. Duck uh, donuts. Is, never heard of it. Well, they have one. In, have, uh, I forget where they have it. Similar by some. Yeah, isn't it like by the mall? Yeah. Somewhere by there. They also. I mean, I was there like. In Delaware, coming back from vacationing in like Delaware Shore last year, like last summer, like that it's there, like in Newark, right? With the University of Delaware, it's so good. Very, very good donuts. Wait, Chris, you're not okay. still in uh, down south, right? No, no, I came back to New he Jersey. He drove a few days ago. from Florida to Fairfield, New Jersey, where he lives in his be? crib. Oh, where he lives? Oh, you uh, including your, uh, stops, two days. Oh, two days. Jeez. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a North grueling, Carolina. grueling. I mean, you yeah, could see fun. the scenic town of Richmond, Virginia, if you want. You could go by near Dennis. In a different time zone, too. Virginia Standard Time, VST. Wait, what? Oh, yes. That's it. it uh, Virginia, Virginia Standard Time. Dave, David does not know about Virginia Standard uh, Time. I am. Uh, I'm a, he'll he'll be educated on okay. this. Well, you'll, 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 we'll, we'll explain off air. All right. All right. This sounds okay. I'm with Is that. Ronnie still there? I haven't heard from him in a while. 
we got a big Sounds hockey like talk in the beginning of the. Uh, oh, we got oh, a good hockey leave? talk. Very excited to see that Islanders Tampa game on Sunday at Tampa. Yeah, that's the only game on NBC. By the way, that's an afternoon game. Everyone else start time is either on NBCSN or USA, and it starts at eight following game one. That's usually how it is, but it's like interesting. I mean. That's going to be a good series, too. I'm excited for the playoffs going forward. Yeah, that was really nice to New York fans. Put the Islanders game and the next game both at three on Sunday. Yeah. That's, that's four. Really yeah, nice. national TV, too. Four and seven. Uh, Channel four and seven. That was, yeah. that was so kind. Chris, who's your Stanley Cup pick right now? Do you have a pick? Um, I think it's going to be Tampa Vegas. I, I think you're probably right about that. I, I really like Tampa right now. Like, like I really like Tampa right now. I just like the way they've been playing. Yeah, a lot of talent on that roster. So in you know depth what? too, so full good for them. After miss, after falling short so many times, they win it last year. Like you know what? Good for them. Yeah, I can't complain about the same team winning over and over again when the Devils won three cups in eight years. Like I can't. Like I have no. I have no position to argue. Right, and Rangers haven't won since '94. So. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, imagine being a fan of a team that hasn't won in 30 years. Ronnie, like, I could never. yeah. Oh. But yeah, they've got the young, they've got young talent. They just, you know, we were talking about it before. They're the Islanders. There's the Islanders. You know, they have top to bottom depth. I mean, you know, Kyle Palmieri is really leading postseason goal scorer. He's got seven goals in through the, you know, first two rounds. He's been he's yeah. been very instrumental to that team's success, and it's been really fun to watch. Like as a Devils fan, I'm just rooting for him and Zajac. I want them to beat Tampa. I mean, if Blake Coleman gets a shorthanded goal, I'll be happy. I I love Coleman's play. Oh, I love him too. I feel like this happens to the so many Devils like in recent years. They Scott Gomez because they need comes value. to mind. Yeah. Oh, you're going further back. I was talking about Blake Coleman, um, Kyle Palmieri, um, what's his face? There's someone else I'm forgetting. Michael Camilleri. Um, <laughs> no, he was awful. Camilleri. Oh yeah, if you're going back a bit, I'm thinking more recently. I'm completely spacing out on who this is. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Um, I think it was a defenseman. Vatnin. I don't know. Sammy yeah, Sammy Vatnin. Yeah. Went to Carolina, did nothing there in their little run. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that should be like our new thing is just trade someone with an expiring deal and just sign them at the end. So. By the way, if anyone's interested, Italy beat Turkey 3-0 in the opening game of Euro 2020. Oh, the Italians. Yes. Those sneaky That's Italians. That's also the most goals they've ever scored in a, in a European uh, championship game. I miss Dwayne DeRossi. I like watching him play. Dwayne DeRossi? Yeah, I'm going way back, like 10 years. He was His fun to watch. His name's not Dwayne. What? His name's not Dwayne. Are you thinking of Di Rosario? Oh, Di Rosario. Oh, my God, yeah. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, okay. He's no, there was someone Italian. else named DeRossi. I forgot who it was. He was good, you're, too. You're thinking of Danielle DeRossi. Danielle, yeah. He was fun to watch. I liked him. And um, uh, 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 Balotelli. Yeah, Balotelli, I liked. I liked. Yeah, he he was he was a he was an interesting.